bless you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy, Lord. Lord, in your presence is where we want to be. Lord God, we have gathered in this place. Lord God, to lift you up, to exalt your name. Lord God, those that are tuning in, those that will be listening and those that will be listening later, those that are being impacted, Lord God, near and far, we pray and ask that you would bless your word today. We ask, Lord God, that you would bless your people, Lord. Lord God, you said that your word is above your name the name that has been given to us for salvation. Lord, your word is honored by everything, every that you have created. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would help us to honor your word, honor your sovereignty. Lord God, you're able to meet the needs of every individual. You know, those that need physical healing, those that need emotional and mental healing. We know that you're able and we pray and ask that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, have your way and this service this morning. Lord, those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Lord God, fill them. Those that are not tearing, those that don't think it is necessary, your word says that we are sealed by your spirit until the day of redemption. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would stir their hearts up to seek you, Lord God, while you can be found, while they have the breath of life in them. Lord Jesus, stir up the mind of the backslider, stir up the mind of the slowful, stir up the mind of those, Lord God, that are walking carelessly, not considering their ways. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, because you are able to do what we have asked of you. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless us to present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. Forgive us in consistency. Forgive us, Lord God, of our thoughtlessness Lord God, where we did not think about how you felt in our decision-making, in our responses, Lord God, forgive us, Lord. If there's anything that we've done that we have not thought about that offended you, we pray and ask your forgiveness. Ah, glory to your name, Jesus. Lord, we pray and ask, Lord God, for your forgiveness. 
We want to be found pleasing in your sight. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your name, Jesus. Lord, carry us further in this service, Lord God, as we honor you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we just want to be found a people, a people of one voice joining in with those across this nation, around the world that are saying holy unto you. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Lord, we honor you, Lord God. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise. We'll continue to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless your name, Savior. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, you ought to be saying thank you. Wherever you are, whether it's on the job right now, maybe you're getting up and Maybe you're laying in bed listening to uh, this, but you ought to be saying thank you, Jesus. Everyone ought to be lifting their voices up to give God a praise, to magnify him. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That should be the words of your voice right now is thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can't tell him thank you enough because you don't know about all that he has done you're not aware about. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to feel it from your soul, from the depths of your stomach, from your innermost being. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Lord. Shouldn't nobody have to pump a praise out of you? That's the devil. Praise is calmly for his people. That's what the Bible says. Because we think about his goodness. When you stop thinking about his goodness and you don't know how to give him a praise, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is terribly wrong. Mighty God. When we come into the house of God, we come with our fire already lit. We didn't come to light a fire. The fire was lit before we arrived. The altar has already been built. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Lord. If you're in your car, somebody ought to see you giving God some praise. They ought to hear you giving God some honor and glory. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Mighty God. He is worthy of glory. He's worthy to be honored. It's the Lord that have made us and not we ourselves. The Bible tells us to enter into his thanksgiving, into his gates with thanksgiving. 
and enter into his courts with praise. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Lord, we're here to bless you, Lord. Lord, we're here to exalt you, Lord God, above every thought, above everything that would exalt itself against you. Lord Jesus, we're here to magnify your name. Your name is above every name. We're bowing to your name. We're bowing to your word. We're bowing to your presence. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to give him some love right now. You ought to love on him right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. He's a mighty God. You ought to love God for who he is. You ought to love him for who he is. Just, just for who he is. He's the creator of heaven and earth. He's the one that, that formed man from the dust of the ground and blew into his nostrils. And then man had conscious awareness. Then man became a living soul. It wasn't until that time he's sovereign. He's God. He's God. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That, that's why we sing this song. I really love you, Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. I don't know what he's done for you, but it is enough for you to tell him thank you. It's enough to show gratitude. Even when you don't understand, there are some days that I just don't understand. There are some times where I just don't get it. Bless you, Lord. There are some times that I want all the lights to be turned off so that I could just lay there, try to figure it out. Now you can you can tell yourself, well, you don't need to try to figure it out. I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't found that in the Bible where where there are not individuals like me that did not lay there on their bed or under the tree and try to think through what was occurring. And then God showed up. God showed up and he made the difference. But up to that point, like you, up to that point, like me, up to that point, bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace formerly known as the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The name has been up, changed, 
I was going to say upgraded. But the name has been changed by the inspiration of God, the cornerstone of grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on kkla.com or now that's for you universally and if you're in the los angeles area you'll find us on 99.5 radio dial that's fm we believe the bible is the word of god you're not going to change my mind about that holy ghost thank you jesus hallelujah Glory to your name, Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. You know, I'm looking at the time here and I'm not apologizing for anything because I have no apologies about, about God and what he wants to do. Matter of fact, it is, Lord, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. That we were listening to Shekinah Glory during our prayer and just want to remind you that music and soundtracks presented are the copyright of the artists or the producers, respectively. And so uh, we certainly want to acknowledge that. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking at the time and I don't, but we're going to go on directly into the word of God. I'm honored to, to be standing here this morning in your, in your presence to proclaim the gospel of Christ. And so we thank God for his goodness. We're not, we're gonna redeem the time this morning. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Deacon. We thank God for his kindness and for each of you that, that are tuning in. Thank God for what he is doing and what he is about to do. And so we're going to go into the word of God. I'm going to direct your attention to the book of John. John, the eighth chapter. I'm going to begin at the 30th verse there. My heart is stirred. And I hope yours is too. Uh, you be able to watch uh, as we're working on and putting together video if you visit connectingtruth.org, uh, connectingtruth.org, you'll be able to see the video of the, the message itself. And so I um, want to encourage you to visit us. Certainly thank God for what he is doing. He is using, uh, using us to reach many. Many are hearing the word of God. I, after, attend, after uh, 
been out last night taking care of some things. I came in and I sat down for a while and I I listened to the to the broadcast service because uh, there are some changes, some things that I've made request of. And and I, as I listened to the word of God, I was just humble at the fact that God would use me. It's a humbling experience. It is nothing that I boast of of myself that I am great. I've had I'm educated or anything like that. No, it is God. And, and the Bible said that he takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And I, I'm just happen to be a fool for Christ. And it doesn't make me uh, I stopped being foolish a long time ago. You know, so and like you that are, are listening, those that are present. And so we stop being foolish. We put away childish things and, and we mature. And so the eighth chapter of John, beginning at the 30th verse, a few verses here, it says, as he spake these words, as he spoke these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. So there are uh, many that believed on him. There are specific Jews, there are Italians, there are uh, people all around the world that believe on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When I speak about Jesus, I'm not talking about the Anglo-Saxon portrait of him. I'm talking about God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, and preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world and received up into glory. He told the Jews that believed on him, and I'm telling you that believe on him this morning, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. If the Son of Man, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, fourth chapter in Ephesians said, that we henceforth be no more children, you and I, others that will hear the word, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cutting craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Want to take a thought, and I hope you would join in with me and focus on this thought as well. And that is, I am no longer trapped. You're no longer trapped. No, you, you've been set free. You're no longer trapped in the situation that you were 
trapped in this morning, that you were trapped in yesterday. Now, there is a key to this. Now, as you, we'll talk about that, but as you know, a trap is a device or an uh, enclosure designed to catch and retain an animal or a person. The, the most effective trap is not a box. Some have been caught in the box. It's time to get out of the box. It's incarcerated through other means. You know, some they would build and dig holes in the ground to entrap certain species of animals or to even kill them. Have you ever been trapped before? I've been trapped. Thank God that I've been set free. A trap is meant to leave you in a state of hopelessness. I felt very hopeless, just like you. Uh, despair, even tortured by the entrapment. Have you ever felt, maybe you might even be feeling trapped right now in, in this moment. And so, you know, there, there are times that even while we're in church, we've committed ourselves unto the Lord that we feel trapped. Uh, one of the things that I, I've recently wrote about, uh, and you'll, you'll find it on Amazon, I might as well just mention it, is the, the lion and barbed water. So when you uh, are linked to that, the lion and, and Bob Wire is talking about that entrapment. Thank you. I'm thinking about water right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. All right. I've, I've drunk a little water there. <laughs> the lion and Bob Wire deals with entrapment. God gives you a vision and the enemy comes and try to distort the vision. You know, you, you start telling someone about your vision and in the process, they, they don't get excited as you might think and it kind of kind of makes you feel a certain way. But the vision was not for them. It was for you. And so when you think that way, it causes you to become trapped becomes you causes you to become uh, tied up and entangled in that particular wire. And the deeper that uh, that you become entangled, you find that there are spikes that begin to uh, stick you. And in sticking you, that painfulness causes you to abandon the vision. Thank you, Jesus. And so we have to look for a way out. You know, when we feel, we feel trapped, we look for a way out. And, uh, you know, and so we exhaust energy, we exhaust finances, we exhaust our emotions and our mental strength. Because we feel trapped. We feel that there is no way out, but there is a way out of it. There's a way out. God has made a way of escape. Sometimes we see the trap there and we are 
ignoring the red flags leading up to the trap. You know that relationship is not going to be good, but they look good and they smell good and you want to get involved because, but listen, that relationship is not good. You know they're trying to hit it one last time and you know and but don't get caught in that trap don't get caught in that trap the bible tells us over in psalms psalms 137 it says by the rivers of babylon they went we sat down yeah and we wept when we remembered Zion, as we thought about what we once had, we, we were in Zion. We, we were in a place to give God praise and to give him glory and honor. And so uh, we're going to uh, now don't let the devil use you. Stop commenting and be trying to be a distraction. That's the devil using you. So don't comment no more. They were in a good place. And in that place where they were, they left it and gave heed to seducing spirits. They wanted to be like other people and other nations. And so the Bible said that uh, we hung up, we hung our hearts upon the willows of the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive, required us to sing a song. When they were in Babylon, they were taunted and teased and said, hey, sing us a song of Zion. And they that wasted us, required us with mirth, saying, sing us one of those songs. And they thought within themselves, how can we sing the Lord's song in this strange land? We've been entangled. We've been trapped. We've been put in a position whereby we cannot sing the praise that we used to. Captured in a trap leaves us in a state of distress. It's even more impactful when you had an out and you didn't take it. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, there have no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. God won't allow you to uh, be tested beyond your means and measures. And with every temptation, he will make a way of escape that you're able to bear it. Saints and friends, there are, now this is a difference in what James speaks about. I've heard people say, well, the devil tempted me. I went to bed with that woman because the devil tempted me. I, I gave in to that man because the devil uh, tempted me, uh, you know, or God tempted me uh, with that. God doesn't tempt us with sin. He doesn't ask you to stop doing something and then dangle it in front of you. The, the Bible tells us that every man, when he is tempted to do something, is because it is something 
unresolved in his own heart. And when it comes forth, if it's something that is against God, then it's going to come forth in death. But if it's something that is righteous, then it will manifest life. So the difference in what Paul is speaking about in Corinthians is test and trials. Whereas James is speaking about the what the heart wants is what the heart gets. We used to sing a song that I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, but Jesus lifted me. I'm singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. Uh, we used to sing that song because we felt free. We felt free of the addiction. We felt free of the emotional bondage. We felt free of the, uh, uh, the mental anguish that had us bound. I'm no longer trapped. I'm no longer boxed in with the past. I'm not being tormented by yesterday. Uh, when my past, uh, when, when someone, anyone, reminds me of my past, I can remind them uh, that without them changing what their future is gonna be. Dwelling on the past causes you to use a old thinking, old mindset. You begin to think that you're unworthy. You begin to think God is against you. You begin to think, uh, think of uh, that you're going to fail when God has called you to succeed. Thinking it, uh, that it is impossible to escape the situation. Oh my God, bless you, Lord Jesus. When we suffer for righteousness, it's not a trap. Everything is not a trap. When we start avoiding and realize that I have been set free, that, uh, that I'm no longer entrapped. Some things are intended to trap you, but I know the truth. And the truth has made me free. Uh, you're wiser today. You're smarter than yesterday. You've been through some things now and you won't make the same mistake. I'm free where I used to be and I refuse to be trapped again. The Bible tell us stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ have made you free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stand fast. Hold on to your liberty. Don't allow anyone to take your freedom away. God has made you free. Why would you allow yourself to become entangled again? God has made you free. You got to hold on to your freedom. You got to tell them. You got to serve notice to them. You have to let them know. You have to remind yourself that it took something to get me where I am. It took something to get what I have. And you can't have it. I'm not willing to give up my freedom. I'm not willing to give up what God has given me. 
I'm not willing to walk away from the relationship that I've nurtured with God. I'm not willing to, to give in to those things. It might sound good. I, I, it might even be or remind me of a moment of pleasure and sin. But I'm not willing to give my freedom away to be in bondage again. The Bible tells us in Romans 6 and 1, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? Well, somebody thought that uh, and have told others and have uh, embraced it that he's the God of the first and second and third and, and fourth chance. But I read the word of God that says, I'll have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. And so there's no guarantee that that because you think that way, that God is going to co-sign on it. The Bible says, what shall we say? Uh, shall we continue in sin that grace may abide? You're taking a chance that God is going to have grace. You're taking a chance that he's going to have mercy when you willfully surrender your freedom for a moment of pleasure. You in college, get your education. Tell that, mm, my God, tell that boy, no. Tell that girl, no, you can't hit it and quit it. Tell them, I'm here to get my education. I'm not going to allow you to postpone my goal. I'm not going to allow you to postpone my education for your moment of pleasure. I'm on the job to create financial stability and secure good access and, I, and to accomplish the things that I want to do so I don't have time to allow myself to become entrapped with the office gossip. I don't have time to allow myself to become overwhelmed and overtaken by those things. Listen, ladies, listen, gentlemen, your tomorrow is more important than the moment. Your tomorrow, your future. Understand this, that a thief comes and steals your past. But a liar steals your future. When you become entrapped, when you believe that lie, when you believe that lie, you become bound. You find yourself in bondage. People that commit spiritual and physical adultery are in the moment and not thinking about what tomorrow holds. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. They are not thinking about the next few minutes. I, I remember having a conversation with a, with a sister that went out and cheated, destroyed, the, messed up the family. And it was shocking that she said, I did not think it would result have the impact of it would be divorce. The impact would have would be so great. 
and it brought so much sorrow for a moment of pleasure because they were in the minute, in the moment, in their self and trapped by a few words, words. Remember, when we go back to the Garden of Eden, it was the words that were used to bring about bondage. It was the words that were used that caused them to lose what they had. It is the words that are used. Mighty God, bless you, Lord Jesus. Let that marinate for a moment. Let that marinate. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Don't let no one dictate the value of your freedom. Don't let no one dictate the value of your freedom. You got to fight for your right. You got to fight for your freedom. Know your value and fight. Remember what God has brought you out of and fight for your freedom. First Timothy 6, 11 and 12 said, but thou, O man of God, flee these things. You, sister, brother, everyone under the sound of my voice, flee these things and follow after righteousness. I'm going to spend my time understanding righteousness. Follow after godliness. I'm going to spend my time understanding what godliness is. I need to understand what faith is. Love, patience, meekness. And then he says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Holy Ghost, bless you, Jesus. Jesus spoke these words and many believed on him. The Bible said he that many believed on him. The question is, do you believe? Do you believe the words of Christ? If you don't believe, then you won't fight. You'll give in. You'll blame, start making excuses. Well, it's the person, they, they tricked me. No, you, no. You, you're not Eve. You're not naive. You're not being tricked because you are being told what not to do. If you don't believe, you will not fight. If you think you could get away with it for a moment and God's going to forgive you, you're not going to fight. What is the cost of that? If you do not believe, then you are not free. Jesus, this is what Jesus said. You're not free. And if you're not free, if you don't believe, then you're not going to think outside the box. One of the things about about being entrapped 
one of the things about being incarcerated is that you you develop a certain mindset and you do things a certain way because you've been governed within this entrapment for so long that you have to be re-educated. You have to learn over again how to do some things, how to use some things, you know? And so we are, uh, one of the things I find is that we don't think outside the box. You know, we need to be not only thinking outside the box, but being proactive instead of reactive. Proactive. I've set some things up in my life that are proactive to prevent me from, I don't want to be reactive. I want to be proactive. It's my soul salvation. It's your soul salvation. It's our life that the enemy is attacking. Then Jesus, to those Jews which believe, now listen to this. If you continue in my word, you believe the word, but then you don't continue in it. If you do not continue in the word, then you're not his disciple. I need you to understand that. Many believe but they do not continue in his word. Therefore, they are not his disciples. Thirty-second verse, and ye shall know the truth. Now, in order to understand and get the truth, to get the totality of what God is saying, then you have to believe and continue in his word you have to believe and you must continue in his word you shall know the truth and the truth is going to make you free a true disciple as a true disciple you're going to learn truth we 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 teach very you know very simplistic. The word of God, the Bible tells us that the word of God is, is simple, that a fool won't err. And, and so and that included me. And so, you know, it, it's simple. There's, there's no reason for you to be erring in this, following what God has to say. And certainly understand, you know, I, I was, and, Many will not ask questions because they don't want to seem like they don't know. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Even if you think you know, ask. Even in class, ask. Make sure your answer is right. It don't hurt to ask. I insist that you ask about those things that you don't know or that you think you know. Let's have a conversation. The word of God says that, that, that you're supposed to communicate with those that teach you the word. And there's a scripture for that. I'm not going to give it to you right now. Uh, matter of fact, here I, I will ask questions and so you can dig into it and find out for yourself and bring back an answer like the six names that I'm looking for this morning. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. As a disciple, we'll, I'm, I'm winding down. I, I'm excited, but I'm, I'm winding down. 
and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Don't you want to be free? Don't you want to be free this morning? Bless your Lord Jesus, mighty God. Don't you want to hold on to the freedom that God has given you? As a disciple, you're going to know the truth. It's imperative that you embrace the truth. Don't embrace character. Don't embrace uh, someone that's charismatic. Oh, they're so charismatic. No, no, don't embrace that. Don't embrace the popularity. Oh, they're so popular. No, embrace the truth of God. Matthews 1 and 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. That's the truth. Jesus came to save us. He's, he's a hero. He is my hero. He is. And so John 20, excuse me, John 2 and 22 says, when therefore he was risen from the dead, he rose from the dead. People are gathering together, you know, as we, we came into the sanctuary this morning that we're currently using, we're looking to to move into a, a, a different edifice. But when we came into the sanctuary, um, you know, they were setting up a, a, a tree and different things and to commemorate a, 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 a pageantry of Christmas. And we know Christ was not born in De December of, you know, winter time animals are not out grazing during that time and different things. And people are going to be celebrating and they're going to have the little major up with remembering Jesus as a little doll. They're going to put out the little dolls and everything. When you have your birthday party, do people put out little images of you, your pictures of when you were infant, your little naked body, you know, where they took pictures of you. Oh, you're so cute. You and your diaper, you know, or do you celebrate the progress of what was done up to that moment? The Bible is telling us that he came to save us. So the celebration should be, it should be a hip, hip, hooray, a hallelujah, but thank you, Jesus, for coming to save us because we needed to be delivered. John 2, and when there, and therefore he was risen from the dead. He came to die for this purpose. He was born to die. Sacrifice for us, the same sacrifice that that John saw in Revelation, a lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. His disciples remembered that he said this unto them that believe the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Now, when he, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast of the days, many believed in his name when they saw miracles, which he did. They believed because of the miracles. Do you believe the word of God today? The 36th verse of that same chapter says, if the son of man therefore make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We're no longer a people. You're no longer a people. 
that are supposed to be entangled, tossed about, bamboozled, hoodwinked, tripped. No, no, no. You you have some some you have some common sense and you have some godly sense. You're not going to be carried away by every wind of doctrine because somebody tell you that they are of God and they really not. No, no, we're not falling for that because see, we pray. Prayer gives us discernment to understand the word of God. Everything, everything must be tied to the word of God. If there is not a scripture sustaining what Pastor Carl Henderson is saying, if there's not scripture to sustain what, what the evangelist, what the teacher, what anyone is proclaiming, run. Don't hang with that. It must be based upon the word of God. And I'm not talking about a twisted word either. I'm talking about the unadulterated truth, the word of God, the word that will deliver your soul, the word that will convict you when you're going the wrong way, the word that will stop you from taking another step and becoming trapped by something that the enemy has set up. We are therefore no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by every slight of men. Now don't be afraid to challenge someone. I didn't say argue with them. We, we were talking earlier about uh, someone saying that they don't believe in the in hell. They don't believe in the devil. You can't believe in God. And, and, and he's the one that said he created the good and the evil. Isaiah. So then you don't believe the word of God. Therefore, you are not a disciple of him. Well, I'm a disciple because I believe. No, the Bible says that if you believe, he told the Jews that if you believe and continue in my word, then are you my disciple. But if you're not continuing in his word, you alter, you, you've taken bits and pieces of it. The Bible said, eat the whole roll. It didn't say eat a piece of it. Eat the, eat the end that you like. Said eat the whole row. So that means you're going to eat it. Uh, the, the Lord told, uh, told the prophet, he said, take this book and eat it. John on the Isle of Patmos. He said, it's going it's gonna, it's gonna to be, it's going to be a bittersweet. It's going to be a bittersweet. And so you need to understand that when you eat the whole roll, it's going to be a bittersweet. We, we can't, Cherry pick what we want from the word of God. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the power of God. We don't cherry pick the word of God. When we cherry pick the word of God, then we open an opportunity to become entangled and entrapped again.
the enemy will sin. It says that uh, we're not uh, carried away with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and cutting craftiness. Whereby they lay in wait to deceive. There's somebody waiting to deceive that person who has who believe, but do not continue in his word. They believe, but they're not continuing in the word. They're going to fall into the trap of the enemy, the slide of man, the trickery, the cunningness, the craftiness, because they're waiting for that mind to walk by. I'm going to close with this. The Bible tells us that the Lord spoke to one of his servants and he told the servant. He said. Go and deliver a message. And he told he gave specific instructions. In delivering the message, very specific. Said on your way, don't don't deviate. Don't deviate from what I'm telling you. Don't deviate from what you're hearing. Don't don't go to the right, to the left. Matter of fact, the same way that you go. That's going to be the way that you come back. The way that you go is going to be the same way you come back, follow the same path. And so while he was on his way, he went and delivered the message and then he was on his way back. And as he was on his way back, he met another man who said, I'm, I'm a prophet of God. And uh, come on and have some food with me now. Come on, let's sit down and eat. And instead of the man saying, no, I've been instructed by God not to go to the right, to the left, but to follow the same path, not to talk to anybody. He shouldn't even have been engaging him in conversation. Some conversations you should not be having. You need to shut it down. He talked with him, wind up going to the house, chilling with him, all because that person said, well, I'm of God. But when he left that house, he met a lion to his demise. Let's not fall into the trap of the enemy. But let's hold on to what God has said and walk in obedience to his word. Don't just believe, but the Bible said continue. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your exhortation this morning. Lord God, we're no longer trapped. Therefore, you have made us free to think clear, to, to, to move productively, to be proactive and not reactive to things. Lord God, we honor you for your goodness. We honor you, Lord God, for the awareness that you have brought to us this day. They're reminding us that we're free and you have made us free. And so we're free indeed because we believe and we continue in your word. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us to be 
your disciples. We pray and ask that you would, as we witness to others, as we invite others, as we tell others of your goodness, Lord God, to listen in to the radio, to the pod, the podcasts, Lord God, and to join us as we gather together in the sanctuary. Lord God, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Use us for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>